Hello and welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. We had a big show planned and we have a bigger show now. We took a complete turn from what I see in the market today. This is a must watch show. There's a lot going on, talking people off ledges, getting the panic level down. At the same time, thinking big picture, looking at opportunities that we're going to come across today. We're naming names, all this and more coming up right now on Moneyline. Starts here, Moneyline with Matt McCall. All right, folks. Once again, this is Matt McCall. This is Moneyline. Thanks for joining me here today. It is Tuesday, May 11th. Man, time flies when you're having fun, unless you're in tech stocks and you're probably not having as much fun. So today, I had a big show planned. I had two SPACs, one that just announced today uh, at a 15 billion dollar deal, and one that announced recently that are trading right around 10 bucks that I think are great long-term opportunities. I will talk about those on Friday. I'm not gonna forget those. I already did the research. We have all the paperwork, everything ready to go. But because of today's market action, the way that I started feeling yesterday, and the way that I kind of felt this morning, very early before markets open, and again, folks, I'm human too. So I look at this stuff and I see the tech stocks getting hit day after day. It affects me as well. So I, I, I was lucky enough, I should say, that over the last two days, I've set up client calls with my clients at Penn Financial Group, my money management firm, and 20-minute calls, one after another, literally 20 calls in two days, and I'm only halfway through the second day. And what we're noticing, or, and I'm noticing, is there's a certain way that people are feeling. And I also did a Twitter poll, which we're going to talk about how people are feeling about the markets today and what their plan is going forward. So I'm going to talk about all that. Um, and just how important it is to take the big picture look. But let me just show you what's going on in the markets right now. And right now it's about 11.35 East Coast time AM. As you can see, we have the S&P 500 down right now. It's down about 40 points right now. This is a SPY, the S&P um, ETF we're looking at. So it's down just under 1% at, at this time. Well off the lows, as you can see on uh, that little tail there is actually, let me zoom in here for you. As you can see here in this little tail, is actually much lower. That red line, by the way, is a 50-day moving average, which has proven to be pretty good sloppy support over the last uh, few months. So they have that down. The Dow's down right now is actually a laggard. The Dow's lagging down 444 points, uh, down 1.3%. Let me show you here the Dow real quick. It's a little bit different action, as you can see. Uh, just off an all-time high. It hit intraday all-time high yesterday. And then we have the NASDAQ. I'm going to show you the Qs here. Uh, the NASDAQ, this is showing, it's not, I think this, that, that's a little ugly looking things, a little wrong there because we're not on the lows of the day. Uh, right now we have actually the NASDAQ, let me just pull up the regular NASDAQ. We have the NASDAQ, oops. We have the NASDAQ, as, again, as you can see here, it's showing a low today, but it's not. That's showing it's down 84 points, but in reality, uh, right now, the NASDAQ's well off the low, down 43 points at the high of the day. So we're seeing a big turnaround. For some reason, my system's not updating that for some odd reason, uh, maybe because the volume's just so high. But we are well off the lows when it comes to the NASDAQ uh, here as well. So the, the, what I'm trying to show you, and again, I don't care what happens on a daily basis or a weekly basis, not even a monthly or quarterly basis a lot of times. So I don't care what's going on in a couple hour time frame. However, I, what, what I'm sharing is the fact that we woke up this morning, people are freaking out, um, thinking, my God, I can't handle this anymore. I need to sell out of all my tech stocks and maybe sell out of everything, uh, as a matter of fact. I just wanted to uh, implore you not to do that because that is not how you become a successful long-term investor. So I took a poll this morning, uh, three hours ago. We have almost 700 votes right now. 
And I asked, stocks look to open much lower again. This was before the market opened. What are you planning to do? And this is what came in. 44.4% said they're holding strong. 24.5% said holding but panicking. 22.5% said buying today. And then 8.5% said throwing in a towel, selling. Strangely, this may sound, I kind of wish the throwing in a towel was a little bit higher, only because it feels more like capitulation to me. Uh, but again, I, I could feel my own capitulation talking to clients all day yesterday, half the day today. I'm in the second half day, I'll be on calls as well. Uh, just talking to people, talking to uh, my teammates, uh, and just seeing what's going on. So uh, analyzing these numbers right now, the fact that about almost 23% of people are buying today, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and only 9%, 8.5% throwing in a towel. The rest are holding, either panicking or holding strong. Either way, they're holding. I will tell you this, folks. There's really three, three decisions you need to make when you're investing in the stock market. Buying, selling, and holding. Buying is typically pretty easy because you're excited about a stock and you want to buy it. So that's usually the easiest time to hit a button to buy something. Selling is not as easy because you're either selling at a, at a, with a win and saying, I, don't, I hope I don't sell and it keeps going, or, oh my God, I don't want to take a loss, but I have to sell here. I hope, it's good. I hope it doesn't bounce back. So selling is not as easy. To hold it, the hardest thing to do is holding. Holding. Holding your hand. Knowing that you're watching your stocks go down every day. It's very difficult. But again, you have to think big picture at to what the future holds for us. And let me show you a chart here uh, that I take a snapshot of, and I think this is pretty fascinating. And I'm gonna pull it up here in the big screen for you. And as you can see, this is a chart of some retailers, Boot Barn, Dillard's, Macy's, Nordstrom, and then Amazon.com. And this is from uh, the beginning, uh, I went back six months. So they went back to, I guess, where is that? Uh, November timeframe, early November. But I stopped at March 15th because a lot of these stocks topped out March 15th, these retailers. So as you can see here, in that time frame, it's about five months. Boot Barn up 167.9%. Nordstrom up 158%. Dillard's up 89.5%. Macy's up 63.2%. Amazon up 1.5%. So what does that tell you? It tells you there's been a major rotation of money out of the growth stocks, the future of retail, and into the quote-unquote value stocks, value traps in my mind, and the past of retail. I'm not saying any of these businesses go out of business. They're going to struggle, though, especially a Nordstrom and a Macy's. Uh, when you have companies, especially for, for women's shopping, companies such as Revolve, you have Farfetch out there, uh, the Real Real, so many ways to shop these days online. Aritzia, a stock that I love that is, a, that is brick and mortar, but online as well. I, I think you will see them continue to struggle. And I don't think that's an outlandish statement, to be honest with you. So to say to myself, people ask, well, why, why are my stocks down in the last four or five months? Because the money's been going into the dogs and it's been going out of the leaders, at least not going into the leaders. If I had to ask you today, and this is the question. I want you to fill in the comments below. And don't forget to like and subscribe as well. Comment below. If you had an option today to buy any of these five stocks, 
Which one would you buy? Just one. Don't send me a, don't send me a basket. Don't send me maybe this one or this one. One stock. Which one will you buy? Are you going to buy Boot Barn, Dillard's, Macy's, Nordstrom, or Amazon.com? Again, looking at this, most people like to ride momentum, and they'd rather go with the winners. And they'd say, what happened? Amazon's broken. I just want to know which one you're going to buy. Comment below again, which of these five stocks are you going to buy? To just kind of go along with this, I have one more chart here. I'll show you in a full screen. This is of, uh, let's call them financials. This is as of Square, American Express, Discovery Financial, and PayPal. So basically, I took two of the future of, of payments, if you will. PayPal's here in the green, and this is as of year to date through today. PayPal's up 5%. This uh, Square is unchanged, down one tenth of a percent. And then you have American Express Discover, both up about 26, 27%. So greatly outperforming the future again. Again, you can comment this down below. Which ones would you buy today? Are you gonna buy American Express, Discover, or go all the way down here and buy PayPal or Square? I'll tell you which ones I'm buying. It's PayPal or Square, probably Square if I had to choose one. That is a future of payments, future of FinTech. And I'm not saying American Express or Discover are bad companies or they can't go higher, but again, you see the shift of money, folks going into the more stable value plays, if you will, out of the growth plays. And this typically happens all the time. You know, I've been doing this for over 20 years. This happens. You see rotations all the time from growth to value, from small cap to large cap, whatever it might be. But back in the day, 15 years ago, when this happened, it would take a year or two, and maybe not two, but a year at least, for the slow rotation from one to the other. And then that trend could last for quite some time. You could see value outperform for two years or so. But today, things move so fast. That is why you're seeing suddenly that switch. And to go back here to the retail, look how quickly that happened. That's five month time frame. How fast the money came out and then went in. In the past, this would take time. Now, that time frame due to speed of the internet, due to people being online, social media, the media itself, uh, the get-rich-quick attitude we have, you're seeing money shift so fast. Think about last year. The fastest bear market ever was followed by what? The fastest recovery ever. Bear markets will no longer last as long as you think they will. We throw out the past, uh, throw it out the door because it's not good. We're still going to bear markets. We're still going to have recessions. We're still going to have corrections all the time. This is going to happen so much faster. And what's going to happen to a lot of people is they're going to get swung because things are going to be really good. And all of a sudden you go into a correction mode. When you pull back into that correction mode, it happens so fast that by the time you kind of realize it, you're caught with your pants down. And at that point, you should be selling? Probably not. It's probably a great buying opportunity, if anything, because the money's already shifted out so quickly. What I don't want people to do is react now. Looking through these stocks, we're about to name some stocks here in a minute. Looking through these stocks, you see some great opportunity. And you know what? Maybe we'll get to it right now. I have two large caps I'm keeping an eye on here. One is Square. You know, look, Square, I mean, look at this chart. Let's look at the long-term chart, too. 
I mean, what a great long-term chart. However, you look back here, things were going great for Square. I mean, back in 2016 here, you know, split, split adjusted, I think it, nah, it didn't split, uh, $8, ran all the way up to 100. People are loving it, but people don't realize it pulled all the way back to 50, lost half its value, rallied all the way back up to 90. What happened then in the pandemic? Pulled all the way back to 32, lost well over half its value, rallied up again. Now we are here again today. We hit a high of around 280 and change. We're down to 200 now. You could do that math, pull back 80 from there. Man, oh man, you're looking at nearly a 30% pullback, folks. However, what I do see here is opportunity. This is a stock that, did anything change in Square's business model? Uh, is there any reason for Square to not continue to gain market share, to extend its, uh, its, its um, reaches into cryptocurrency? No. I mean, from a technical perspective, I see two things. I see one positive, one negative. One negative, it could be a sloppy head and shoulders, and this is the neckline at 200. If you break this, it could fall all the way back down to 150. You also have the blue line right here, which is a 200-day moving average. So you have ultra support, one, two, three, four. Four times we found this price support plus a 200-day moving average. Um, we're pretty oversold right now. The RSI is then at 19. Anything below 30 is oversold. So I think we hold this personally. Um, and again, well off the lows of the day. We were, we, we were down to 205 and change, and now we're at 218. So big, big rally off the low. If we could hold this, this is a nice, nice move for Square. But this is an example of if you're in Square and you have a 20% stop loss, you're knocked out right here, where at the same time, I'm looking to buy here. Another one that's a little bit different than Square, but I still want to pull it up, and this is Peloton. Uh, you know, here's a classic head and shoulders too. Shoulder, head, shoulder, neckline. It broke it. So this could, this could pull back down. Well, the next support level is actually right here at 80, 20% below that. We already found that support. So Peloton's had some issues, obviously, with uh, a child dying, I think, uh, fell underneath it or something, and they recalled all the, all the treadmills. I mean, to me, a treadmill's you know, pretty damn dangerous. Your kid shouldn't be playing on it anyway. Uh, I don't think it's any more dangerous than any other treadmill, but in this society, they have to pull everything back and recall it. I look at Peloton as potential for a long term because I don't know how many people I've spoken to in the last year and a half that have bought Peloton's bikes or treadmills. They absolutely love them. Some have one of each. I mean, it's amazing how many people have, have gotten into this trend. Uh, and keep in mind, I own a, a fitness facility you know, that doesn't do remote right now. So much as I, I want to see brick and mortar continue for, for the gym um, space, I do see this going towards home. But again, this fell 50%, folks, over 50%. I wouldn't want to be selling Peloton down here. However, when I was making headlines was when I was in his low 80s saying that, you know, they have to recall this stuff. It's too late to sell here. And I don't ever say it's, it's, never, it's not always too late to sell because some stocks, the, the business model changes. This business model has not changed. They're going to take a one-quarter hit. The business model has not changed. I'm going to show you one more stock. And uh, this is a stock we own for clients at Penn Financial Group. Some of my clients reported blockbuster numbers this morning. This is Palantir. This morning it was down 10% pre-market. Now it's up 7 you know, it just shows you, though, this overreaction to, to earnings. They reported earnings that were blockbuster, 50% uh, revenue growth, uh, beat top bottom line. They're looking for 30% annual revenue growth through 2025. I mean, this is insane numbers for a big company. But again, today, you could have sold pre-market. It was down around 16 and change. Now it's at nearly 20. 
we, we just can't overreact to this stuff. It just there's too much going on out there, and there's too many people thinking they know everything, telling you what to do. Um, so please be careful with all this stuff. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go to a full screen, but I pulled up the, the Invesco Midcap 400 growth uh, ETF. And this is all the holdings over here, okay, folks? Or not all of them, but, but some of them. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go through uh, some of these holdings on the charts here and just show you some of the pullbacks of some of these great companies. And we'll see if we can maybe find some pretty cool ideas in the mid-cap space. So let me go up here to a picture-in-picture picture and pull it up. Uh, maybe you can see me. I'll go full screen. Go full screen. Here we go. So I'm just going to start at the top. And these I, I, I base these on growth, uh, revenue growth over the last four quarters. I just randomly picked it. So this is Cleveland Cliffs. It's in the steel industry. And as you all know, uh, steel's been hot. I mean, look at the run this has had. CLF is the, uh, is the ticker here for Cleveland Cliffs. I don't know if I'd chase it here only because it's run from three bucks to 21 in, in about a year. So I, I may hold off on that, but just kind of show you an idea. Uh, Quidel, this is a uh, diagnostic company. Not a big fan of how that's been acting. Kinsdale Capital uh, Insurance. Uh, here's one, Emergent Biosolutions. You know, uh, here's another one, IIVI. This is an interesting company. Uh, scientific and technical instruments is technically what it's in. But let me pull it up here for you and give, give you a little bit of breakdown. Uh, it's about a $6.7 billion company. Uh, they uh, do optoelectronics, um, so uh, works all different types of electronics. Uh, they have a PE ratio of 25.5, PEG ratio of 1.1, very low. Price to book 2.3 is impressive. Uh, future earnings growth 22.2%, revenue 10.2%. So you got a company that's not gangbusters upside, but again, trading at a nice valuation, a peg ratio of 1.1 is very, very low. And again, about 40% from an all-time high is where it pulled back. Let's look at the long-term chart and give you an idea where we're at here long-term. And boy, again, this is a company that went nowhere for, for about a year and a half, broke out, now it's pulled almost all the way back. I mean, maybe it pulls back to 50, but it just looks great. I mean, this, this is a, a solid company uh, in, in that mid-cap space, folks. Um, Replenigen, uh, uh, Medical, Grubhub, uh, I don't like that one right now. Sam Beer, this is Boston Beer Company. This is uh, Sam Adams. Uh, this is a company that's been a huge winner for, for a lot of people over the last couple of years. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is going back to the middle of 2017. It was $128. Now it's $1,223. But let me take it way back here for you, folks. I'm going to go back. Let's go back to the turn of the uh, decade. Stock's at seven bucks, and now it's at uh, <laughs> eleven twenty. Let's call it. So uh, just think about that. You know how much your your Sam Adams could have grown for you. But again, long term. So as I'm talking, I'm pulling up my other charting system here real quick, and I'm looking at uh, Sam Adams going back uh, to when it began, and I'm looking at the amount of times uh, it pulled back uh, off its high significantly. And man, oh man, the amount of times that it's had 20 plus percent pullbacks, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, over 10 times in just the last 15 years. Uh, so that tells you something just really, um, it's, it's amazing to, to see this because how many times uh, a stock can pull back and still return you that. And also, you know, let's go back to the turn of the decade here and just to give you an idea. Uh, not to say, you know, make you feel bad or anything, but I want to give you an idea of what your 10,000, if you invested 10,000 at the end of 2019 uh, into uh, Sam Adams, that 10,000 
and Sam Adams beer. Beer, folks, beer. Your 10,000 will be worth $1.55 million now. And Matt, you're going to say, yeah, it took 20 and a half years to get there. It did. And, you know, I, I know some people watching, they think to themselves, I, I'm not going to make it 20 more years. That's fine. But a lot of people watching will. And the only way to make this type of money over the 20-year time frame is to do the hardest thing investing, which is hold. Because trying to get in and out of the stock along the way never would have happened. You never would have been able to do it. Never, ever, ever. I'm telling you, folks. You never would have been able to, get to do it. Because trying to get back in all these times, it, it just doesn't make sense. Here, I'm actually saving this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this over to you right here. Here it is. This is the chart I was looking at. Going back to 2000, and this is the, the pullbacks. Um, and you can see how many times. That's nearly a bear market there. There's one. There's another one. Another one. Another one there. Nearly, nearly, nearly. Another one. Another one. I mean, you can see how many times of 20% pullbacks from all-time highs. <clears throat> how many times you could have been swung out of this time frame? Your 10,000 could have maybe turned into 30,000 and thought you were a genius. 3x your money. But to get to the level to make, as I just mentioned, the big money, the... Uh, 1.55 million or 10,000 money. You know, that's a percentage gain <laughs> of 15,500%. 15,500%. In a beer company. We're not taking crazy risk investing in something that's, you know, the, the, the first hotel company on Mars. This is real stuff. Uh, and that's what we need to remember. All right. So that's kind of went off topic there, but uh, let's keep going. Uh, SMG, great company. Scott's Miracle Grow hasn't pulled back off the high, but man, this is great. I love agriculture right here. Great, great looking company. Uh, Health Equity, um, Halo. I'm just kind of looking for something a little bit more fun here. Uh, Axon, this is basically the old Taser. You can see how that pulled back quite a bit. SLM, uh, Ollie's Bargain. You know, I made money in this back in the day. I haven't had any exposure in a while. Uh, Fox Factory, this is recreational vehicles, RV. Um, uh, like S uh, not SUVs, uh, ATVs and stuff. Uh, Sailpoint Technologies, uh, software companies getting crushed. Uh, MKSI, this is actually a pretty cool play on 5G. Um, Helen of Troy is appliances, believe it or not. So that's actually held up pretty well. Appliances have held up well. Cognance, let's take a look at this one. Uh, CGNX, and this is a company, let me pull up the big screen here. CGNX is a uh, robotics company. And a company that, that I've known for quite some time. I don't have any exposure to it right now. It's about a $13.7 billion company. Uh, trades right now, uh, it's kind of pricey. PE ratio of 59, peg of 4.9. Uh, top line growth revenue, 12%. Bottom line growth, 12% as well. So not something that would jump out to me. It's, it's in automation, machinery, robotics. So it's in a really, really nice area. Uh, and again, but just look how everything's gotten crushed. And this stock was nearly breaking out and just got crushed for no reason, probably. Just the fact the market's pulling back. Um, so overall, folks, I just wanted to run through a couple here with you. But overall, you know, I, I see tons of opportunity right now in the market. And let me go back to the S&P 500 right now. Uh, still well off the lows. Let me see if we can get a good quote here from the Qs uh, coming in. Uh, no, I'm getting bad quotes for that. So that doesn't, it's not working. Because if I go over my other system, I take a look at how we're doing here. On NASDAQ, and NASDAQ's only down 0.3% right now, so ignore that. That is, that is wrong. Um, but anyway, so today was just more about kind of looking big picture, talk you off the ledge, um, showing you how 
the money has shifted from the hot stocks into the not hot stocks into the value plays. Um, I will tell you one thing I've been doing over the last couple of weeks, and it's really um, helping me get through this and helping our clients at Penn Financial Group and our subscribers get through this um, and get through this, folks. As many of uh, you may have known on Twitter, I'm on, a, in a, I'm on a day three of a, of a three-day juice cleanse. So you'll be proud of me. I'm not drinking any coffee, no alcohol, no food for Christ's sakes. Um, kale, spinach, cucumber, green apple, celery, romaine, parsley, lemon, and ginger. This is my third juice of the day of this size. Seven a day and then a shot of wheatgrass. I don't recommend it. That's all I have to say. Um, so what I was getting at here was, uh, I forget. Oh, for our clients, we're building a, a map, basically, is what I'm calling it. And we're taking all of our traditional... I might even have a copy of it here. I'm taking our traditional uh, sectors, uh, technology, finance, um, and breaking these down, industrials. And then what I'm doing from here is taking all of our subsectors. So in transportation, obviously, there's AVs, EVs, charging stations, uh, flying cars, etc., batteries. So we're going to break this big map up, and then we're going to look at these areas and say, okay, this is, this is where we are now. This is where the future is going to be. Investment themes such as inflation in the future, high interest rates in the future, how that will play out. The great grand reopening, to me, is still a trend that will probably last two more years. And then how we're going to allocate our, our portfolios to that and how much percentage in each. And I think if, if you're managing your money at home, doing it yourself, we once in a while lay that out because you might realize I have too much in growth, uh, I have too much in EVs, I have too much in whatever, not enough in other areas. Because you'll start looking and seeing, wow, okay, there's certain areas here I need to get exposure to, um, and I don't have exposure to them yet, and too much here. And it will help you during these pullbacks in the future. So uh, it's something we're doing for our clients, and, I, and I, I'm so excited to do it because I really think it's, it's a great way to view things. You know, people like to look with their eyes a lot of times. You know, it's almost like an infographic. So that being said, all that's kind of helped me get through this because every time I'm, I'm, I'm adding to this list of, of investment themes, I get more and more excited about the future. And I look back at some of these charts and just get back to brass tacks, what I do, and I look for solid companies. And keep in mind, last, last little thing here, at the end of the day, from month to month, quarter to quarter, markets can be very irrational, extremely inefficient. Over time, I still think they'd be a little bit inefficient, but over time, they become rational. Trust me. Over time, the Amazons of the world will go up. The Netflix of the world will go up. The Sam Boston beer of the world, they will go up because they're increasing sales, they're increasing their bottom line, and they're taking market share. It's pretty simple. If companies are able to do that, their share price will move higher. So you have to ask yourself when you're looking at your portfolio, you're looking at stocks, do you foresee this company continuing to grow revenue, same time growing the bottom line, you need to make money along the way, and just as important is it taking some market share along the way. And we'll add in 3A here. Of that market share that they're taking, is the market growing? You think about online retail continuing to grow. Big, total addressable market. Tam. Brick and mortar, not as good. That's why I'm taking e-commerce over brick and mortar. Again, very simple, folks. Not easy, but very simple. 
So I hope you enjoyed the show. It was a little different, but again, I just was off the whim. I have nothing in front of me planned. I just kind of went and started talking. But I hope this kind of talks you down off the ledge a little bit, uh, makes you think big picture, and helps, helps educate you along the way. Because at the end of the day, I could give you stock ideas all day, uh, but that doesn't help you, honestly. Um, you need to learn to fish, as they say. You know, I, can, I can feed you, but you need to learn to fish. And I want you to learn. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun. Once you learn stuff, you, you, you know, a little bit you may be dangerous, but as you learn more, you realize uh, how good you become at picking solid companies for the long term. And we're here for you to help you along the way through these ups and downs. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Uh, so again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us. Go out there, have a lovely rest of your week. I'll be back Friday uh, with hopefully a fun show talking about these SPACs I talked. I was mentioning I think are great opportunities. Uh, I'll be coming to you live from Miami on Friday. So uh, if anybody's down there wants to buy me a, a Mai Tai or whatever the hell they drink in Miami these days, uh, feel free to stop by and buy me one as we do the podcast. Um, but uh, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. The Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.